Come on. So I have some really exciting news to share that we are are rebranding and changing the name of the podcast from Money Savage to Lifeblood. And you're going to have an opportunity to listen to a podcast that I just did with my good friend, Centauri Minor. Uh, Centauri and I do a podcast called Figure It Out, and we've been doing that since 2016. Um, and on, on that show, we endeavor to have really challenging conversations about the all the various issues that are facing our country today. We we try to just really dive headfirst into those issues, and we'll certainly talk about that. And I also know that Centauri knows me really well, and he's an extremely thoughtful and smart person, and I thought it was important to involve him um, in this conversation. And then we're also joined by Caitlin Ackerman, and Caitlin is a business partner of mine, and she was directly involved with the circumstances and the situation that led to the rebranding and the renaming of the show. So um, really excited for you to, uh, to learn all about it, to hear about why it is that, that, that we're making this shift and what the future holds for us. Uh, but before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about, I think, something that's so important. And that this is evidence what you're about to listen to is evidence of why it's so important to clarify and to crystallize your values. I know that I talk a lot about values. I talk a lot about goals and you've heard all about values and goals. It's sort of on the tips of so many people's tongues these days, um, but it's evidence of, of, of why that's the case. And the reason is that once you know your values, you can take and apply them to the situations that you're going to face in life. You can take and apply them to everyday life. You can take them and apply them to situations where you're highly emotional, where you're surprised by new information that you're receiving, where you're scared, where you're excited. So you know what your code is. You know what you live by. And when you know what you live by, you know what you stand for, you know what you stand up for, you know what you stand against. Again, you can take your your code, your values, and apply them to all of life's different situations. So you got to know what those are. In this episode, you'll hear Caitlin reference a Maya Angelou quote. It was the first time I'd ever heard it, and it, without question, bears repeating. I think it really sums up this conversation and this what's going on with me perfectly. Maya Angelou says, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So I started the show some three years ago and some 900 episodes ago, and I started it to help people to get better at money. I'm extremely proud of all the work that's been done, of the work that I did, the time that I've invested in the show. I'm so proud and grateful for the relationships that I've built over the years. I'm so extremely grateful for all the guests who have 
lent their expertise and their passion and their know-how and knowledge to make this show what it is today. And I'm so grateful for you, for your time and your attention that you've given to me over the years. And now it's time to expand the show, to focus my energy and my attention, not just on money, but to work to help you to get better in every aspect of your life so that you can live how you want. Welcome to Lifeblood. I hope you like it. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grombacher. Joining me as always, Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. And helping us move from awareness to action this week, it's Caitlin Ackerman. <coughs> Caitlin, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on, Caitlin. Caitlin is a well-being manager at FitPros. They are the premier workplace wellness provider that delivers programming to improve employee lifestyle and habits wonderful company that I do quite a bit of work with. So excited to be talking with you, Caitlin. Centauri, I know you got the whole diversity thing. you really just down to a T. How is your inclusion coming along? That's not what I was expecting coming out of the gate. Um, inclusion. Wow. That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think, do you want me to actually answer this seriously? I want you to do whatever you want. <laughs> um, uh, actually, as I was thinking about this today, uh, I think inclusion is a place where um, I have a lot of a lot of work to do, a lot of things to learn. I'm thinking about as we hire for our company and the the, the roles that are coming, how to not only bring a state of diverse candidates, but also be welcoming to the diversity that they bring. So inclusion is really about like actually hearing people when they actually have diverse perspectives and including them at the table, not just token hires. And so um, it's something I'm certainly working on right now. Yeah, Is that a good enough answer for you, George? That's, that's a really good answer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So Caitlin, we, we've, we, we've known each other for a bad at time, probably six, eight months now, maybe a year, perhaps longer. Yeah. And uh, so Centauri, now have, Centauri and I have known each other for probably five or six years, and I like to give him as hard a time as I possibly can, but that'll, that'll be pretty evident Every throughout time. the course of the conversation. <laughs> so well, we're excited to bring you on, Caitlin, to talk about DEI, because again, it's, it's such an important conversation, and I think it's top of mind for so many people. And you are, you know, for lack of a better term, really on the front edge, because you're working with companies all the time. And this is a really, really big part of it. So I wanted to get just your take on DEI and, and how you're thinking about it and what, what companies are thinking about it these days. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That's a really great question. Um, I would like to kind of preface it that, you know, obviously I am not a diversity, equity, inclusion expert by any means, um, but I do absolutely kind of identify myself as an ally and an advocate and am committed to, you know, deconditioning myself to normalize ways of, you know, my conscious and also unconscious beliefs. Um, I also, you know, want to try commit myself to dismantling systems of oppression and try to collaborate on, you know, equitable solutions for all groups, whether that's across race, gender, religion, marginalized communities. And so in my passion, you know, very, as relevant as it is today, I can kind of think back to my first real life encounter with like, white privilege and diversity and inclusion and what all of these things that are very uh, front of mind today, um, where this all kind of originated for me. And that was, you know, back in undergrad um, when I, you know, read about white privilege and Peggy McIntosh's 
un uh, unpacking the invisible knapsack. Uh, and then I remember being a part of an AmeriCorps year and uh, having a conversation and being honestly confused about Sandra Bland and that deep conversation uh, with my community around the systems that forced her out of the car and this that same system that, you know, later, later killed her. And so I just, you know, feel that I have personally been on this like journey of understanding my role in um, everything that I do. Um, I think that I kind of grew up with a little bit of a savior complex and I love serving communities. I love helping people. Um, but I definitely think that that strives from being a white woman, being a white woman in America. Um, and so <laughs> just working on unpacking all of that with myself and then now helping other people um, who are now in the 2020 waking up to all the things that took place, you know, with George Floyd's murder, Brandon Taylor's murder, Ahmaud Aubrey, um, and then also helping companies now also help their employees, companies do the same, and then also companies having and creating safe spaces for people to do the same. And then also, you know, black employees and um, non-binary employees and people of different groups uh, to be empowered to speak up and create spaces for uh, that belonging, so. Caitlin, what do you, um, <clears throat> thanks for sharing that. What do you think made you so receptive to this work? Like there's a lot of, I mean, you were obviously on the forefront of being very open and um, really letting, understanding your privilege, but what do you think allowed that to be? Whereas the opposite is folks saying, this doesn't exist. I can't believe we're talking about this. Why this for you? Sure. That's a great question, Santari. Thank you. Um, to be honest, 18 year old me in an undergrad class, I was like, I'm sorry, what? So just to be transparent with you, right? I was like, okay, but not like having a, in that intentional conversation with my professor who allowed for me to be in that space and to be in that mindset of, no, 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 this doesn't exist. I don't know, this, this is one article, but what are, show me more, what are the facts? And then you, and then you read it, right? So I read that article and then I read, um, read the new Jim Crow. And then I found myself on this just like consistent um, learning track of new materials that were out there. And like I had said, part of me that knew, hey, I wanna help people. I wanna be a social worker. I wanna be work for nonprofits. Currently now I work in wellness, right? And I love serving different groups. I knew that the communities that typically are not majority serviced are not white communities. And so, I wanted to be able to truly make a difference. And when I went to grad school, I learned that that need, that desire that I have, what it really stems from for one. And then two, if I really wanna make a difference, what does that look like? And so when I reflect back on kind of how I got here, it's really creating spaces and opportunities for other people to explore that as well. Um, as frustrating as it might be right now for me when people do say, right, Centauri, that doesn't exist. I'm like, yes, it does. But then 10 years ago, that was me, right? That was you. Right, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's a fascinating thing. And I, you know, I, I certainly appreciate everything you just said, Caitlin, because I've been in my friendship with, with, with Centauri, sort of going through that evolution. You went through it as an 18 year old, taking me till probably about 35 or so. And now as a 42 year old to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to still be going through it. And that's, that's all just part of the process. 
And I know that such a big, Centauri and I have been doing the podcast now since uh, 2016. And one of the big things we've been wanting to do over the past several years is to, is to create that space where we can have difficult conversations mm -hmm. and to give one another and everybody else grace to make mistakes and to say the wrong thing without fear of getting canceled or, do or dogpiled by social media or whatever, because this is all part of the learning process. I don't know if you want to expand on that, Centauri. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's so important, at least for me, especially thinking about just take the most recent election and you have these camps of, I mean, America is becoming more divisive, but you need these spaces, safe spaces, if you will, for there to be courageous conversation that people are going to, people are going to mess up. Like I mess up all the time. Um, I'm certainly not a DEI expert by any means. And so I always preface my conversations with that with like, I, there's still some things in my journey that I have a long way to go, right? And I want people to be okay with me messing up and saying like, I just don't know, or I just don't understand this. And I think right now we're 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 living in a place where there aren't enough conversations being had across the aisle. There aren't enough conversations being had with folks that are, are different than us. There aren't enough conversations being had that are tough, but you can walk away and say, hey, I respect you. I don't understand it, but I want to understand it. And um, so we've been trying to create that and bring on guests that, we push back on, they push back on us. George and I certainly push back on each other. And that's the only way you can learn is you you do that and then walk away saying like, I respect I respect you as a person. And that's that's the best that we can do. And so we're hope we're hopeful that that's kind of the environment that we're having on this show. But um, it's just so more, it's so important, especially today. You have thoughts on that, Caitlin? Yeah, I think that, you know, exactly what you just said, Sintari, about, you know, we try to understand people. And then George, you just said something really interesting about cancel culture, right? We look at, we very much live in a world today where it's easy to, to say, uh, you don't, you don't agree with me or, Hey, I did not like what you just said. You're written You're off. Done. Yeah. When we come to this conversation and like where we're going to come to about changing the name of your original podcast to lifeblood is the, the client that we're going to start talk about here is could have written it off and been like, Hey, our employee is offended. Your FitPro did this. We're done. You should have known better. And then similarly, on the flip side of that, George, when I came to you, you could have been like, whoa, not my problem that they're offended. They're also canceled. And then what do we just have here, but a standstill and a barrier and no breakthrough and no progress to really what both parties were trying to achieve and where they kind of wanted to go. Yeah, it certainly is a, it, it has been a, a, a really, um, a dynamic and, and fascinating and ultimately, uh, rewarding and, 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 and certainly positive experience. So just to set the stage, um, in, in my professional work, I do, I do, um, financial wellness programming, all this kind of, all, all this, all, all, all these different applications. And I was just going to say stuff. <laughs> I do financial <laughs> wellness stuff and, uh, and, and fit pros, uh, when, when they have a need for financial wellness programming, I'm one of the people that, 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 that they turn to, to serve that need and, um, had an opportunity to, to, to work with a mutual client and, and I did a presentation for them and I thought that it went really well. And then like the next day I get an email from Caitlin saying, Hey, 
we need to talk. We, we need to have a conversation. There's an issue. And this was on like Friday or something. <laughs> and she's like, can we talk on Monday? I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like racking my brain. Like, what did I say? Cause I certainly, I'm, I, 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 I'm playful and somewhat aggressive and, uh, but I, I just couldn't think of anything. And so I, the whole weekend I was like, what in the world? Uh, it was almost like I was getting in trouble with the teacher, even though I had no idea what I was doing or, or, or my parents, you know, it's that whole, you kind of, you know, your, 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 your stomach kind of sinks. So, uh, Caitlin, do you want to kind of set the stage? And I'd love to hear what your, um, what your thoughts were when you got the, 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 the message from the client and then sort of approaching me and getting ready to have that meeting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the client actually sent me an email. I don't, so for those of you who wouldn't know, I'm located in New Hampshire. So I'm on the East coast and this particular client is on the West coast. So there's time difference. I'm getting ready to sit down to have a nice dinner with my parents who both have broken bones also. And they're like, we need to talk. So that feeling George that you had, I was like, Oh man, <laughs> five 30 on a Friday. Do we really need to talk? <laughs> and so and but they're a new client they kind of put a little bit they foreshadowed a little bit in the email and so I called and I was like hey let's talk about this and pretty much they said we have a problem um what happened is we loved George's presentation people were so excited about it that they went on immediately to Money Alignment Academy and went through all of his things and we uncovered something that made a particular employee very uncomfortable and um not fully included actually in this new benefit offering that we're rolling out. And they told me that the name of their podcast, which uh, at the time was, was, is Money Savage, um, was equivalent to this employee as using the N-word for a black person. And that hit me. I was like, whoa, we do have a problem. I don't care what time it is. Let's talk about it. And so I, I had never heard that that term, which is such a normalized term, it's in our media, it's the most popular song of 2020. It's the ninth most best podcast in investing, right? Like this term is just so used, so generalized. And at one point in time, the, the N-word was also used and normalized. And so I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, that they felt heard, that it was taken very seriously. And so they sent me a few articles they sent me exactly what the what the employee specifically said. They looped in their diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, expert on their team as well. And really what they focus on and what their intention is this year when it comes to their DEI strategy is intention versus impact. And they made that really clear throughout all of our conversations. And I just, that stuck with me. It doesn't matter what our intention is, or it does matter what our intention is. We can have the best intention but how it impacts people and unintentional impact that also matters. And so we're having this conversation um, about the podcast title, about some different, you know, their program, your different work. And then they kind of said, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, well, one, I'm not George, <laughs> but two, I understand that I'm the media. So now I'm kind of playing the mediator here. I want to hear them out. I also would like to come to you and have a conversation respectfully, you're a white man in the finance world. So I didn't know where that was going to go. And I'm not putting a stereotype on you, but that totally. could potentially be, that could be real. I am 
I am just a well-being manager at a wonderful company, right? That I love to work with. And we value our partnership with you. And I put you in contact with them. So I had a lot of feelings also, all while I'm starving. So, uh, cause it's dinner time, mind you, right on a Friday. <laughs> so, um, I was like, okay, so I'm going to read, like, I was like, I'll read, I was like, do you want to have a conversation with George to the client? I was like, I can schedule it. We can all have one. But then they also had some feelings. They were a little nervous. So they asked me to have a conversation with you. And that is when I said, Hey, George, can we have a conversation on Monday? Um, which it was interesting to hear you kind of reflect a little bit on now you have 48 hours to be like, what did I do? And in my head, I had 48 hours to think, how can I approach this conversation without him feeling bombarded, without him feeling like he's being attacked um, and just allowing you know time to pass through. So that's kind of why I had taken a little bit of time to approach it. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> um, and then, so we, 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 we had a call and uh, certainly thought that you, that, that you approached it great. Um, and you, you, you told us what, what the problem was. The name of the podcast is Money Savage. And one of the, one of the people at this company laid out in, in, in detail um, what you just shared was that to her and uh, to her community, um, it is akin to the, the N-word for, for, for black people. And to take that you know, several steps further um, upon learning more about it, that um, associating money with it as well, uh, it really, really exacerbates it based on um, a good amount of historical context. So, so that, 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 that's what it was. And, and without question, I was very much taken aback. Uh, during our conversation, I was shocked. Uh, my initial response was, you know, no, no effing way. Like, this is got to be kidding me, right? Really? Like, that is such a common word. It's, and I, I guess to take a big step back, I don't know the best way to sort of unpack this uh, other than just kind of ramble for a minute. But, you know, the reason that, 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 that I picked the name, I just wanted to find a catchy name, first and foremost, mm -hmm. something that kind of stood out. And, and fundamentally, at the end of the day, I am a bit of a savage, and Nick Centauri can probably attest to that. And uh, in, in in lots of different aspects of 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 life, using that term from a pop culture standpoint, and just being different from from a lot of people in in the financial world, um, I certainly don't think that I fit that mold. So that was sort of the motivation behind it. Um, but the reason I started the show was I was interested in in being intentional and having an impact and to, to bring forth as many good ideas as possible to inspire positive change and positive behaviors and to, to take the complexity out of money and finance and, 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 and all that stuff. So certainly the last thing I would ever want would be to, to alienate and offend people. Um, so, but, 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 but the initial response was very much, you know, push back, um, say this is nonsense. Um, and, and, you know, you sort of feel threatened, like, oh my gosh, I've spent so much time doing this and building the show up and what's this going to do? And my relationship with Caitlin and her company and the clients and everything else, it's just a lot going through your mind just because I didn't know exactly what, what to do with it. And I honestly don't, I don't remember how we, how we sort of wrap the conversation, Caitlin. Yeah. So you had shared with me kind of everything that you just laid out, what the term meant to you, why you named the podcast. Um, there was a few aspects of different conversations that you have had on your podcast with people, um, I think from the Heritage Foundation. And I pretty much intook all that information and then said, you had said to me, what, is, what are we going to do? Very similar to what they said to me, what are we going to do? I was, so I was like, 
okay, let me take this and go back. And I laid out um, an email to the, to the client about, hey, I had a conversation with George. He was very receptive. This is what kind of said. And in my head, when I wrote it, I was like, this is great. This is, this is my role as the mediator. And then they came back to me and were like, thank you for outlining that. But what are we going to do? Like at the end of the day, there needs to be some action. I like, we hear you. There's a sense of understanding, but now we need to put some action in play here because at the end of the day, this employee without any change and potentially other employees who didn't come or other groups of people who might, we might not know are affected by the, the title, right? Other indigenous groups, other indigenous tribes. Um, so at that kind of point, we, I was like, yeah, like I, I had to reflect kind of on my own role in that being, being the mediator, being the client success manager, and then also being your partner, um, you know, as someone that we rely on to do a lot of things. And so we kind of had, I think we then came back and had another conversation with our team to ensure that, you know, then you felt supported, the client felt supported. And really what made sense is we all got on a call together. Mm. If that's on this entire... No, I think it's um it's such a it, just hearing it and and thanks for sharing it, um such a thoughtful approach. Um, I do think for George, because he and I talked about it. It's it's uh, Caitlin, you talked about kind of the history and the context and how things are so normalized now. And then probably in twenty years, we'll be like, how how on earth was that something that people said, right? Um, I think I think reflecting back on kind of pronouns, right, gender pronouns, and ten years ago, two years ago, um, it just seems like why are we doing this? Uh, it seems extreme. And then when you start meeting trans folks and then you understand the context of why you're like, I can't believe we didn't do this. And so it's um, having that history and then understanding the impact on people probably helped George really understand like, oh, I I now understand why it's it's a big deal. And now I have to move forward and figure this out. So um, just thanks for sharing. And it, it, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. And I think to your point, Centauri, about that is when the client said that, you know, this word, right, is the same impact on my group of people that the N word has on black people would be the same, a, a similar potential impact on using the wrong pronoun for someone who doesn't identify with that pronoun or that gender. It, that term, the, the, the ter term savage, I don't, I hate to say it, but I'm still not super used to like, not even freely saying it, which is something that I recognize. Um, is not as in our face, right? There's not a indigenous lives matter currently out, all out there, right? There's not kind of similar to right now with the Asian American community and the, the kind of challenges that are going on there and and for when it comes to Black Lives Matter, right? My point being is it's not as in your face. If someone had, if the name of this podcast anywhere in here had the N word, it immediately would have been taken care of. It immediately would have been fixed. But because this is a group of people that we haven't unfortunately and un, not right mm -hmm. haven't really paid mm -hmm. attention to unless mm -hmm. it's Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day or we're talking about our the history and coming over it's just not something that's as talked about and so um I think that is part of maybe what that duration of why it took so long mm -hmm. to like come to an understanding of it is yeah I think that there's definitely truth in that so um so in between, and I think it was just a couple of days, or I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I had the opportunity to 
when whenever you're sort of ruminating and 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 and, and thinking about and weighing everything, I had the opportunity to talk to Centauri and the opportunity to talk to three other people that I would consider to be mentors and just thoughtful, smart people about everything. And um, my core values are friendship, justice, and learning. And certainly, this this touches uh, certainly two, if not if not all three of them, in justice and and and, and learning. And justice is, is is one of those things that we, we the term social justice is very much in the ether right now, um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't necessarily mean individual justice. It's 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 all those things. And I needed to think about being just towards me and the work that I put into the show. I needed to think about justice for for this individual who who brought the um, brought the matter to us. Needed to think about justice for the company, justice for you. And, 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 and everything. And, and obviously going through this process of, of learning um, and going back to why I started the show in the first place. And Centauri and I talk a lot about uh, when we're thinking about these problems like systemic racism and whatever, just so many problems that our society is facing today. What, what can you do about it? what can people do about it? Cause it's overwhelming and I want to have an impact and I want to do something about it. And my answer is always, well, you just need to, to tend to the parts of your garden that you can reach. You need to, to, you know, work on yourself and then the people you have influence over and your own community and thinking through all of that. It's like, well, I'm interested in, in leading. That's why I'm having these conversations. I'm interested in being on the hook for, for, for everything that I say and do. And that I have the ability to to fix this by just changing the name, it just kind of clicked for me. I'm like, well, obviously, obviously, I'm, I'm going to change the name. It's not that it's not it's it's a non-issue. It's it'd be ridiculous to 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 carry on with the name um, uh, as as it was. So decided to change the name. And Caitlin mentioned uh, that. We're moving forward with uh, changing Money Savage to Lifeblood. So this is a uh, essentially this podcast is, is, is announcing that not that it's really that big of a deal one way or another, but that was kind of my thought process and, 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 and arriving to where we are. And we had the opportunity to talk to client Caitlin and um, yeah. So excited to be moving forward. So how do you feel about it, George? That's awesome. I mean, I would say kudos to you on like the intention that you just named could go so much, like extrapolate that to the greater society. It could go, so much further when you think about just the small thing and i actually don't think it's that small i mean it's rebranding your podcast which is like kudos to you for having like for doing that um if more people would just say like all right this isn't about me this is about the greater good and about uh something that's super identity based for folks um kudos to you but i'm, I'm curious about like how do you feel about it well i i, I feel a lot about it i mean <laughs> i feel a lot about it at first, at first, throughout this whole process, it was like this this whole cycle of I shared a feeling like I was in trouble and then feeling threatened and then feeling like I wanted to push back and say, you know, I don't like to be told what to do because nobody likes to be told what to do. And then sort of just moving, moving along that 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 sort of um, prism or whatever it is, uh, timeline, there's a term that I'm searching for uh, range of emotions to 
finally feeling really valued when I had the opportunity to have the conversation with Caitlin and Lindsay and Jasmine and those are the people at FitPros and then uh, client and, and the employee. I'm really feeling valued that so many people are taking the time to have this conversation um, and to have the opportunity to, to, to practice my core values and, 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 and to really learn. So as I sit here right now, um, one of my favorite quotes is by Napoleon Hill, and he talks about how every adversity carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit. And in this, there's so many different benefits that, 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 that are going to come out of it, obviously learning and hopefully being able to, uh, to, to, to be an example and, 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 and to, be, to be a leader uh, and to put my money where my mouth is um, to do something about it. And then just to uh, be able to have and continue to have different kinds of conversations on the show. So I think that there's a lot of benefits. So I'm, 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 I'm excited about it. It's not without uh, an enormous amount of time and, and, and effort mm-hmm. that it's going to mm-hmm. take and probably money to, to go through this process, but that's, that's an investment. So it's the right thing. It's the right thing to do. But I, I do think um, I just want to name that you making that investment says a lot, especially just knowing your journey and evolution. Like this is, it's good to see. It's really cool to see. What do you think, Caitlin? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that that is is wonderful. And what you said um, about you know you're you're do you're making the intention, you're doing exactly, you're putting yourself on the next steps, you're reflecting back um, to the to where we started the conversation of when you, I think you asked Centauri, what does diversity and include like what does it mean to you like what or what how what how's your inclusion going right to to me and I Centauri also talked about like talked about this like diversity and inclusion is an intentional process it is a matter of like creating equitable act um action and having sustained impact right like so when we when we think about creating cultures of belonging that's exactly what you're doing with changing the name of this podcast to lifeblood is that you are making it more inclusive and you're making it more relevant and pertinent for other groups that might have been turned off from it, might not have, might've been disenfranchised from it, might have been just unincluded. And I think that, you know, the employee on there, when she got on to the call and immediately opened with full intro as to who she, who they were, why we were there in her native tongue, that was like, mm. wow, we're mm. here. And that is powerful. And it not like, it is even not, I mean, not like she could have not have done that and it would have been Sorry. just as powerful, but it was just really impactful. And I think that um, just hearing that and hearing how they felt and the fact that they took the time to do that showed their intention in creating a better world and creating people who want, uh, creating change. And then your receptiveness to that and your reflection on it. And, and now this action that you're taking, um, we need more of it. Honestly, we need more of it in the world. Love that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate, uh, I, I appreciate Caitlin, you're, uh, working with you through this process. Um, I thought you did a great job of sort of guiding me along. I, <laughs> I have a tendency to be, uh, to, 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 to be sometimes verbose, but in an email communication, extremely brief. And, uh, <laughs> I wrote a couple of emails and Caitlin's like, could you give us a little more? <laughs> 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 and, 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 and I, 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 I know it couldn't have been a necessarily an easy thing to, and all, all, all these conversations are not necessarily easy. So I appreciate you uh, being 
um, really effective and, and warm and caring through this process. So. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for so much for being, um, open and receptive. Like I said earlier, um, I think that like when I just in kind of closing for me and when I think about it, there's like fact and there's feeling and at the end of the day, both are super important, like facts matter, but also how we make people feel matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if, and when we, the world lost that, but it very much to, to me is important. Those feelings of how other people, you know, matter or how other people feel matters. And so I, I don't think at the end of the, this, I hope that nobody blames you for the original podcast title. You can't know what you don't know. And so I'm always pretty moved by uh, Maya Angela's quote, do your best until you know better. And when you know better, do better. And I think that's exactly what, you know, I you're doing. That. Yeah, uh, that's great. So thank you that's for the great. opportunity on. That is awesome. That is an awesome quote. Well, thank Thank you. Centauri, closing thoughts, sir. Closing thoughts. No, um, grateful for this conversation as always. Uh, I think folks need to have more of these dialogues. And um, I was uh, I was on another podcast and they asked for like, what was my 2021 business prediction? Uh, and it was more of this. Um, I don't know if you guys saw uh, LinkedIn did um, put out a thing yesterday that pretty much said the biggest blind spot in companies right now is the voice of black women. And um this DEI is not something that's going away. It's I mean, it's always been there, but now being more intentional um, and more companies are going to have to uh, reckon with it head on. I think this is going to be commonplace and I'm happy for it. I think it's going to be hard, but um, I'm excited for conversations like this because I think it's, uh, it's leading us on the right path. Amen. Excellent. Well, Caitlin, where can people learn more about you and FitPros? Yeah. Uh, www.fitpros.com. If you're looking for uh, wellness solutions to bring to your employees, or if we can be a resource of support in any way, even if it's just to brainstorm and uh, talk about how to have conversations like this and how to create cultures of belonging at your company. Uh, fitpros.com, happy to always schedule a call uh, with you anytime. Love it. And Fitpros does all kinds of wonderful programming from physical to mental health, and obviously they have DEI resources. Um, that, that, that they can bring to the table. So if you're wanting to have more of these conversations at your company with an organization, then um, that certainly there's an opportunity there. So thanks again, Centauri. Thanks again, Caitlin. Thanks as always for listening. And remember, keep questioning because the struggle is real. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform, For your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.